Kids. So this week in Come Follow Me, we are still reading from letters that Paul wrote, but this time they aren't epistles that he sent to entire cities. They're personal letters that Paul sent to his friends. He was offering them encouragement and advice. Yeah, and that got us thinking, if you were going to write a letter to a friend, who would you write to? Let's play a pen pal game. We will name a character and you have to name who you think they would be most likely to send a pen pal letter to. Some of these are for older kids, and some of these are for younger kids. So help each other out. Ready? Who would these characters be pen pals with? Harry Potter would send a letter to... I'm Ron, by the way. Ron Weasley. I'm Harry. The man in the yellow hat would send a letter to... That's what George could put in it. Interesting sticks. <laughs> Chris Kratt... Oh, that's a tongue twister. Chris Kratt would send a letter to... It's us, the Kratt brothers. I'm Martin. I'm Chris. Hey, guys. Buzz Lightyear would send a letter to... Now, remember, deputies, the real treasures are your friends and family. Be Prince Caspian would send a letter to... Now, I think your friends have slept long enough, don't you? Charlie Brown would send a letter to... Mr. Incredible would send a letter to... Honey! What? Where's my super suit? What? Han Solo would send a letter to... Shrek would send a letter to... I think I need a hug. So what were Paul's letters to his friends about? Well, the first letter we're reading this week, Paul is writing to Timothy. Timothy was one of Paul's missionary companions. Timothy was pretty young for a church leader, but Paul wanted him to know that even though he was young, he could still be a good example to others. Hey, that's like us, guys. Even though we're kids, we can set good examples for those around us. That's true. Let's listen to Paul's letter to Timothy and see if you can find six ways that Paul says we can be an example of the believers. Ready? Find six ways. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Do you guys have any examples of experiences when you tried to be good examples to others? I am Cooper and I'm 11 years old. I'm born and I'm only years old. I'm Ashlyn and I'm 11 years old. I'm Kylie and I'm 11 years old. We live in Western New York. I am setting good examples to others by serving. I help with Boy Scout service projects and moving people into their houses. I am setting a good example by being friendly to everyone and inviting others to play. I am setting a good examples to others by visiting my neighbor and helping her garden. I am setting good examples to others by bringing joy to, to pe the people around me and making them laugh. Hi, I'm Marvin. I live in Spanish Fork, 
and I try to be a good example to my sister if she does what I do. Hello, my name is Lydia. I'm six years old and I live in Utah. I can be a good example to my little brother because he does whatever I usually do. Bye. Did you guys know those 11-year-olds from New York we just heard from are quadruplets? How cool is that? I bet they set great examples for each other. Speaking of examples, can you guys follow this example? Let's play another game. Listen to the example of the rhythm that's being played. Can you copy it? The rules are easy. Listen to the rhythm and then clap it back when it's your turn. Let's try level one. Great job. Let's try another round. Let's go for round two. Awesome. Now, let's mix things up even more for round three. Are you ready? Way to go! Just like we copied that rhythm, others may want to copy you when you set a good example for them. Here are some examples. One day a crowd of people followed Jesus onto a hillside, and he began teaching them how to live so they could be happy. He said that they should be humble, show mercy, try to be righteous, and be peacemakers. Then he told them to help teach others by setting good examples. He said, Ye are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Setting a good example is one way you can follow Jesus and help others follow him too. One night when we were having family home evening, my baby brother was running around and yelling. Some of my siblings were laughing at him. I tried to follow Jesus by being a good example and not laughing. Instead, I sat quietly and listened to the lesson. I felt good inside because I knew what I had done was right. One Sunday after church, my friends were running in the church halls. One of my friends wanted to play tag, but I decided to be a good example by not doing that. I felt good because I know Heavenly Father is proud of me for not running in His church. Isaac, have you ever set a good example for others? An example of when I set a good example for others was when I go to a Lego robotics class. Our first robotic competition was on Sunday. As you know, the Ten Commandments tell us to not go to things on Sunday, to keep the Sabbath day holy. One of my teammates asked me why I couldn't go. I told him I don't go to things on Sunday. 
because the Savior says to keep the Sabbath day holy. One morning at my school, my class was on its way to music class. Some kids from another class were sitting against the wall waiting for their teacher. These kids were in an important class. It was a class for students with disabilities. As I got closer to them, I noticed that they were trying to give the kids in my class high fives. But no one in my class would high five them because they looked a little different. But as I passed them, I gave them all high fives. When I looked behind me, I noticed that other kids in my class were high fiving them too. That made me feel good. Isn't that an amazing story? Just by giving high fives, that girl was able to influence her entire class to give the other class high fives, and it made those kids so happy. What a simple thing for her to do, but it changed the course of what was happening. We don't have to do big things to be a good example. And likewise, your little siblings might watch everything that you do. They'll follow your example, whether it's good or bad. So if you want your little brothers and sisters to be kind and sweet and giving and good at sharing, you should be all of those things. Because guess what? They wanna be just like you and they'll act that exact same way. What else were Paul's letters to his friends about? Let's listen. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. So Paul was teaching that eternal things are more valuable than money. He said, if you have food and you have clothes, you should be happy, because a lot of people don't even have basic necessities like food or clean water. He compared being rich to getting trapped in a snare. A snare is a nasty trap used by hunters to kill animals. That hunter is Satan. He's out there to get us to focus on worldly riches rather than eternal treasures. Yeah, Paul said the temptation of riches drowns men. So first it's like getting caught in a snare or it's like being drowned. All of the symbolism of death shows what happens to our spirits when we love money more than we love God. The world places high priority on money. That means they think it's really important. But we're smarter than that. And we can keep our focus and our love centered on Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Remember, Paul said, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. Imagine two twin brothers. Both born to the same mother, naked and helpless. As they grow up, one works hard his whole life and focuses on material or worldly things. He owns all the nicest cars, the coolest clothes, and the biggest mansion. The other brother also works hard his whole life, but he focuses on eternal things. Rather than spending money, he spends his time raising a big family, <laughs> serving in the church, Amen. 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 and serving at the temple. 
When they grow old and die, the cars and houses and big bank accounts stay here. But the family and friends and converts we've made in this life will stay with us forever. Paul counsels us to follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Focusing on Christ makes us happy. Let's fight the good fight of faith because eternal life is our greatest reward. All right, guys, we have learned some great things today. One final thought. As Paul was finishing his letters to the young church leader, Timothy, Paul made sure to tell him this. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. How did the scriptures make us wise unto salvation? Well, Heavenly Father gave us the scriptures to help us know truth from error. So when Satan tries to trick us, because we know what's taught in the scriptures, we won't be fooled. Can we play one more game? Let's play truth or error. We'll name some books of scripture and what part of the scriptures they're in. If we say, like, is Nephi in the Book of Mormon? Then you would say, truth. If we're wrong and we say, is Nephi in the Old Testament? You would say, error. Okay? Is this statement truth or error? The Book of Exodus is in the Doctrine and Covenants. Error! The Book of Mosiah is in the Book of Mormon. Truth. The book of Luke is in the New Testament. Truth. The book of Moses is in the Pearl of Great Price. Truth. The book of Jacob is in the Old Testament. Error. Okay, we have a challenge for you guys this week. Heavenly Father gave us scriptures to help us know truth from error. So I'm going to encourage you guys to have your own powerful experiences with the Word of God this week. If Heavenly Father wrote you a letter, would you want to read it? The scriptures are like a letter to us from our loving Heavenly Father who wants to guide us back home to Him. He has filled the scriptures with important messages just for you. All you have to do is open them up and start reading them. If you read or listen to your scriptures regularly and ask God if they're true, he will tell you they are through the Holy Ghost. I promise. Let's all spend time in the scriptures this week. Thanks for listening and until next time. Stay on the continent path.